Hi everyone, welcome to Hubshots episode 52, the podcast for marketing managers who are either using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. I'm Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Now Craig, how are you on this one year anniversary of HubShots? I'm really well, Ian, and it's been so good. We've done 52 episodes together. Who'd have I thought know. we haven't missed a week? That's right. And we're not at inbound. We're not at inbound. <laughs> and that's such a, a brain <laughs> brain milk because we started recording after inbound last year. A year later, we're not in inbound because I guess they've moved it back. That's right. Which means how long to go to inbound? Well, as of this episode, we'll be in the high 30s, so about 30, 8, 39 days. There you go. Inboundcountdown.com for that. Now, given it is our episode 52, I reckon we should have a special offer. To the what's listener. the offer today? Have you got an offer for me, Craig? I've got an offer for you, Ian. It's a free set of steak knives. Fantastic. <laughs> and we actually are serious. We found the cheapest set of steak knives on eBay we could find. And so what we're going to do for listeners, so for the most, I guess, creative tweet at Hubshots, we're going to send you a free set of steak knives. <laughs> now, if you're in Australia, that'll make sense. If in the US, I don't know if the whole steak knives offer will be make sense, although I just think we're completely crazy, and that's fine. That's okay. So here we go for the one-year anniversary of Hubshots. Now, Craig, inbound thought of the week is we have a new featured speaker called Michael Strahan. Yes, this is going to be good. And this is cool. He's an Emmy winner, and he's a Super Bowl champion, and currently co-hosts ABC's Good Morning America and serves as an analyst for Fox NFL Sunday. Right. And he's got a book I see you, know, uh, you linked to as well, Wake Up Happy. I know. That's I'm awesome. going to try and read that before I get to it now. <laughs> I try and wake up happy every day. That's cool. right. But it seems he seems like a pretty amazing individual. It seems I've read some comments in a few places how... He can just get into anything and make good of it. So Yeah, I saw that as well. I really liked his approach. He's just like, yep, I'm going to work hard, Correct. give it a go, and nothing's going to hold me back. So I really like his whole mental attitude and approach. Yeah. Shot two is HubSpot feature and tip of the week. Just want to point you to the product update page. First one, it's in beta. It's the new HubSpot marketplace. And... I saw this, but you can't see it. So. Yes, apparently it's only rolled out to 20% of people. We're both in the beta program. You see it, I don't. And it's really nice the yeah. way they've, uh, I guess, reorganized it's the nice, marketplace. But I do have a question. Mm. I usually sort templates by drag and drop as opposed to fixed. Right. And I can't see that anyway. Yeah, that's missing. You know, I wonder if they're phasing out the whole fixed thing. I know they have been trying to yes. get people to upgrade to drag and drop uh, for all the templates. And maybe there's a deadline coming where you just can't put fixed templates anymore yeah exactly so i think that's great so it'll be interesting to hear what they've done with that because i I didn't read anywhere that it was gone or they had transitioned everything so and the next one is a new collected forms dashboard in lead-in so i haven't tried this out but it's something that's been released in the latest product lead-in goes from strength to strength so that's kind of the gateway drug from nothing through to hubspot so yeah get lead-in in in there and it gives you some of those stats about what people fill out on the forms what they're doing on the site where they came from then when you're ready to upgrade that's when hubspot comes in yeah lead-in is actually available in your hubspot portal as an add-on right which you can enable and it'll go straight into your hubspot database nice now we also being episode 52 we wanted to highlight three other tips from other episodes the first one craig take it yeah away. look i just wanted to remind our listeners about in case you haven't been following all the episodes just some of the recent episodes where we've looked at a few hubspot tips 
And one we looked at was at HubSpot smart lists and smart forms, just the whole smart side of things. That was back in episode 49. So that's worth a review if you didn't listen to it yet. Uh, episode 50 is the second one, and that's got to do with lead scoring. I thought that was a cracker because that is one of the most underutilized tools in HubSpot. Yeah, we love the lead scoring, don't we? And then last week, we just covered off um, some of the extra settings in workflows. So it's always good reminders about some of these little, I, I, I think they're just uh, basic features of HubSpot that people often miss. Absolutely. So I encourage you all to go check that out. Implement one thing and you'll be way ahead of the pack. All right, Craig, on to our challenge of the week. And this is to do with buyer's remorse. All right. Now, how often do I have a rant? Ah, not too often. Not too often. About HubSpot, I mean. A rant no. about HubSpot. It's very Very rare. rarely. And, and maybe every 52 episodes, <laughs> I, get, I get a bit of license to have a bit of a rant. I'm actually going to have a bit of a rant about HubSpot in, yes. in this one. So on two things, and uh, I'll just introduce uh, buyer's remorse. If I think people are probably familiar with the, the concept. It's just that kind of sense of regret. You buy something. Yes. And then you regret it later for various reasons. And I really hate buyer's remorse and hate is a strong word i really hate it but so much so that when i was working on the whole culture and vision of our agency earlier in the year i actually put it as one of our kind of core vision is to eradicate buyer's remorse for our customers and our customers customers so it's actually very important to me but i'll just give you an example of where hubspot is kind of giving some customers buyer's remorse right so I've got a friend, one of our customers, actually, they bought a ticket to Inbound, the all-access one. They bought it back in March. They did the good thing, you know, get in early, get in buy early. it, yeah. you know. Anyway, last week, they got an email from HubSpot giving them a 60% discount on an all-access pass. So does that mean that it was cheaper than when he bought it? Much cheaper, yes. And, like, this wasn't, oh, it's only for an additional ticket. This was, oh, would you like to get a ticket to, to Inbound? <laughs> 60%. So he's he's basically been penalised for getting in early and kind of doing the right thing, in air quotes, I'll just say that. And he's got a real sense of bias from us. He actually emailed me to say, what's going on? You yes. know? And I think this is one of those things that HubSpot does in other areas as well. And it all comes back to incentives. You know, someone's got an incentive to fill all the seats or whatever, so they resort to discount, you know, pull out the discount gun. <laughs> I, really, I really dislike that. But another area we've seen this is with HubSpot sales. You know, if they're not meeting quota for a month, out comes the discount gun. And I've learned about this later where some of our customers have just got a really great deal just because of timing later in. And I really hate that. It's not about the value provided. It's just because someone had to meet their sales quota. And so one customer got a really good deal. And that's really lucky. That's not fair for my other customers. (laughs) And that's... That's buyer's remorse. So I'll I'll kind of finish my rant there and push it more into kind of a positive or a takeaway from this. And I think this is really around, I know on one of my wife's sites, we never offer discounts unless it's on a new product. So when a new product is, is announced, we give a big discount and especially to existing customers, but we never discount that in the future. That's because we never want our existing customers to get that yes. sense of buyer's remorse. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure it affects our sales, right? Because yep. all you've got to do is pull out a coupon and yep. you'll, you'll increase us. But I actually think that's something for listeners to think about really carefully. It's all about the long-term versus short-term. And I'm, I guess I'm always pushing for that long-term relationship. Don't let buyer's remorse get in the way. So there you go, a bit of a long rant and a, uh, and a point there. But episode 52, I've got my chance. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 
All right. Now on to this week's opinion of the week, Craig. And this is something I was showing you about an app I discovered on. Oh, well, here we go from one bad experience <laughs> to another bad experience. There we go. It was, it was an app called Band. Oh, yeah. It was about com- creating community. And we were using it um, at church. Somebody said to use it. And I was really surprised. Like, we've got thousands of people at church. Find the app. Click this link. Find my community. Join up. And I discovered, I got frustrated through the process of doing that because I got wrong links, went to the browser, didn't go to the app, went to the app, went to the generic page, right. couldn't find out what I was looking for. And then after all that, I realized how hard it was because I went, hang on, there's a couple of thousand people sitting here who are listening to the message and there's only 120 people a part of this community. And I thought, hmm, that's a bit odd. Low conversion rate. Low conversion rate. <laughs> And then I went to show you the app this afternoon and I went and it wouldn't let me go past unless I enable notifications. Right. Like a massive pop-up. Yeah. At which point I deleted the app. Yeah, delete the app. That's definite deletion material there. So what can we learn from this? Friction will cause people to have bad experiences with your site, with your app. And you've got to take yourself out of your business and look at it from a customer perspective and go, well, what are these people going to do as they sign up or they interact with you? What messages are you giving them? Is it clear and concise? Is it logical? Or did someone just stick things on a page and then go through the process of filling in a form? Are we asking too many things? Is it really making sense? And I think that's the biggest thing here. Take away those points of friction. If there's anything, start off really simple. And then build out your process. Don't go really complicated to start off with. You know, that reminds me of when we interviewed Kip Bodnar. Remember he said they often look at every decision, like how many fields in a form, and they say, is this field for the user or is this for us? Because if it's just for us, we're going to take it out. We've got to actually make it valuable for the user. I think that's a really, really good approach. I'm I'm really glad Kip has that approach. Just let me go back to the app. So what was the app for? This is at your church, and so it's a community around... Yeah, so anybody can build community around it. It's basically you can create it. Like it's a it's a generic app. It's all, all about community. Right. And so, you know, like we can have, create a community about HubShots. Right. And everybody right. can join in. We can share notes on there. Okay. We can run polls. Probably very similar to a Facebook group. But yeah, right. But in, in an app. Mm. Well, it's interesting what their decision criteria would be in selecting that app as opposed to Facebook. There would have been That's some exactly selection right. criteria and they've they've maybe they've said, well, this friction that we're is worth it for some trade off. It'd be interesting to know what the thinking was there. Yeah. Well I take your point. Yeah. Get friction out of the way. Frictionless. So that's frictionful app. <laughs> frictionful <laughs> experience. All right. Now a pro tip of the week, Craig, is I'm gonna point you to HubSpot Research. So that is at research.hubspot.com. And it's a great place to find metrics, especially now we've had a state of inbound report, lots of great metrics on there. And you can use those metrics in your presentations to get back when you're talking to your business to, to show ROI, to even benchmark yourself against what's happening in Asia Pacific and actually talk to your business leaders as to what's happening, where potential struggles might be, where you can actually improve and actually use that in a useful manner to actually grow and take your business forward. Yeah, nice. I love this site. And I guess that leads on nicely to Shot 6, State State of Inbound. inbound. Yeah. All right. So this week we have the report, which is 120-something pages, (laughs) which we'll all go through. Uh, But we want to highlight a blog post, which is on the HubSpot blog, which is 
state of inbound stats. So there were quite a few stats in here. I pulled out two key ones and it's about marketers find tracking and making sense of their metrics a challenge. And at the top of that list was 65% found that generating traffic and leads was the biggest issue they had. And the next at 43% was proving the ROI of your marketing activities. And the third one was at 28% was securing enough budget. And I was having a look at this um, in the wider scale of inbound, the inbound report. And these numbers were quite consistent across all regions. In Asia Pacific, securing budget was number three. But generating traffic and leads was number one across the board. <laughs> so if, if there's one thing that tells us is that we need to get better at doing that and we need to focus more on it. I think this is really interesting because if you remember back to a year ago, I think it was about this time we were actually talking about this on the show and some of these challenges, they haven't changed. Uh, but what has changed a bit is just the focus. And I think we're, I seeing, I think we're seeing a maturing in the, in the whole marketing space where before marketing kind of was across so many things but now it's really coming down to generating traffic and leads it's interesting they group those two together because i would have thought generating traffic's not that hard but generating leads is very hard and especially uh maybe in future years we'll see that broken down as well even generating leads is not that hard generating quality Quality leads leads is where the real difficulty goes and i think that points on to the second thing which they're looking at proving the ROI yep. of your marketing services because leads, just leads doesn't necessarily prove ROI. It's actually quality of leads that does prove the ROI. And once yep. you can prove the ROI, then getting the budget is actually not that hard. Yeah. But it's really difficult to get budget if you actually can't even show ROI. Yes, correct. And I think there's a direct correlation there that you were talking about. One of the things I did find interesting, Craig, on that last one was actually at the very bottom was hiring top talent, which kind of surprised me. Because we're always on the lookout for talent, right? And mm. I thought that would have been further up the scale, but it's not. There were other things like managing your website and identifying technology that ranked a lot higher than hiring top talent. So there was the something right at the end there. Now, the second thing I want to highlight is inbound organizations with an SLA are over five times more likely to be effective. I thought this is huge considering managing effectiveness and, and growing a business. And they said... When things are misaligned, there was a massive, massive difference. So it was almost identical for misalignment as it was for alignment. Yeah, I I think this whole SLA approach is really important. And I guess if we look back to some of the interviews that we did with HubSpot teams, if you think about Ryan and uh, I think Rosalia was an excellent example and Sam, they were really talking about that whole SLA between marketing and sales so that there's a shared understanding of what each side is producing and i think that really does flow through because if you've actually got that in place then oh expectations are kind of set and then when you're meeting them or not meeting them it's very clear yes whereas if no one's got any expectations set of course the other side thinks oh well i'm doing this the other side's i didn't care about that you know and of course there's that kind of and the result is, oh, my marketing strategy isn't effective. And it's because we didn't have the same expectations. But what you're highlighting there, and we've got a screenshot in the show notes, is just how massive it is. It's like 16% to 85%. Like there's a massive Yes, yeah, so there's like a 5x shift in the opposite direction yeah. when that doesn't happen. All right. On to our resource of the week, Craig. 
All right. So this is Content Marketing Institute, and this is a post by Joe Polizzi, who's, uh, I guess, the founder of Content Marketing Institute. And we, we often link off to CMI, and yes. uh, they've just had their content marketing world. So, yeah, yeah, they did, actually. <laughs> I mean, good. We yeah. should get to that one, yeah? Uh, yeah, why don't we go to that next year? We, we should. <laughs> it looks really good. But this is a blog post just about subscription goals and this idea that on your site, one of the key goals you should have is building subscribers. And this is like blog subscribers and email subscribers. Now, this sounds obvious, but when you read through Joe's post, he's talking about how so many uh, enterprises don't have this as a goal. In fact, they're all about getting the lead. So that's kind of later down the, the, the journey. They're always driving leads, but they're not actually trying to drive subscribers and he really looks at what a mistake that is and building audience and a, and a dedicated um, tribe, I guess, is so important. Reminds me of when we were speaking again to Ryan Benici. We should make this the Ryan Benici review show, shouldn't we? You're absolutely right. Remember he was talking about the Japan blog? Yeah. And that's exactly what he was saying. It's, that's right. They set up a blog and then they just try to get blog subscribers. That's, that's right. their first year target. It's kind yep. of, and we don't all have that luxury of a year of advance, but... It's a key business driver. Well, who, who'd have thought HubSpot would be in on that whole thing? But yeah, so it's a good blog post from Joe and he just talks about that. And I think it's useful for marketing managers to review that when they're thinking about goals and how subscription goals just fit into their overall marketing goals. Yeah, and I think one of the things I want to highlight with this is, again, when you're collecting subscribers, you're building your own asset here. When they're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's a borrowed asset or a least asset right yeah tomorrow if somebody changes the rules you can lose all that so google decides google plus for business needs to go you can lose all your audience so it's really important that you implement this strategy in your business it's really nice he has as posts and we put a screenshot here called the subscription hierarchy and he's looking at email subscribers being right at the top and things like twitter subscribers and facebook fans being lower down the hierarchy for exactly those reasons that you're mentioning absolutely borrowed land all right, Craig, on to our community item of the week. And this week it's about Penguin being a part of the new Google algorithm. Yeah, so I think uh, this comes up from time to time. People ask about Google algorithm changes. Yes. And we generally don't try and dig into it too much, and especially not on this show. But Penguin, I think, for people who recognize the name, it's all about the dodgy links that used to get you penalized. That was kind of a, a refresh that yes. came out every couple of months, maybe six months. The big news is Google has rolled that into their algorithm. So it's almost a real-time update. Yeah, right. And also the other thing is that it's not so much site-wide, but it's more granular, page-specific. So time to clean up those dodgy links and also make sure. And I think this is a comment. We, we actually uh, linked off to Aaron Wall from SEO Book here as well, and he's it's really this whole idea of automated scaling of link building. Those days are gone. That's right. And if you thought you escaped a previous Penguin update, it's real time now. <laughs> so don't, don't make the mistake. So, yeah, one of the key things I'd highlight from that is understand if you are paying someone to do search optimization, understand what is happening and where it's happening because you could be totally unaware of things that are going on that are potentially affecting your business or your business that you're – managing on behalf of somebody else all right craig on to our app of the week and this is not an app that runs on your phone but pretty close um it's actually the advertising roi calculator on the 
HubSpot website. This is a little ripper. You put me onto this. I didn't actually realize this was here. It's nice. So again, I discovered this actually off the research site on okay. tools. So, and I, I, I thought it's fantastic. Like it's a great place to start. It's got some bare bone metrics in there, but you can actually apply it to yourself. So you make sure you're not actually wasting money overspending or underspending. So we should just explain what it is. So it's the ROI calculator for ad spend. So you plug in a few things such as your monthly budget, what your typical conversion rate is, what your cost per click is. Yes. And then they've got average sale value. I always like to make that average margin value because I think, yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. Otherwise, ROI on actual sale could be meaningless because... There was no margin, right? So <laughs> it's always on margin. I think uh, ROI should be calculated. But, yeah, it just gives you a percentage. And the thing I like about this is if your numbers are correct. And as you said, they've got little underneath the little stats about what industry benchmarks are on yep. those some of those conversion rates, which I thought was really helpful. But, yeah, you get that number out of the van. ROI, 500%. That's pretty easy. Here, boss, give me yeah, more exactly. budget. Yeah, exactly. You know, this ties back to that whole thing about explaining ROI. So if you can prove this with these calculators – that you can expect an ROI of X at the end, the ability to get more budget is far better. All right, Craig, onto our podcast of the week, and it's Inbound Buzz, episode 30 by Moby, where he discusses the future of marketing, including some stats from the state of inbound. Yeah, so we love Moby's podcasts, and I thought, I, I just this morning I caught up, I'd had a backlog of podcasts from so Moby. Did, <laughs> did you catch up as well? That was so good. And like the, the one we were saying, episode 29 was great. The guy, uh, you interviewed the guy from Tribe. Correct. Yeah, so that's another great one. We've linked to episode 30 just because it's the latest uh, episode. Always worth a listen. I really like, I think if you're interested in inbound and the latest marketing tips, yes, go listen to Moby. Another Australian podcaster. Uh, we love him. Really recommend him. So he's going to be at inbound too. That's right. He'll be at the inbound catch-up with us. Yeah, so come along to the Hubshots WhatsApp group and uh, you can say hello to Moby. On to our thought of the week, Craig. And this is, uh, was on Medium and this is something you found. And I thought it's very um, very sobering and very really getting to the point of what life's all about. It is a bit. And this is a bit of a change in tone for this episode, but bear with us here. So this is a mother and wife who is chronicling her husband's fight with cancer okay so sure that's fine lots of people have cancer it's very sad and we don't want to you know i don't want to say it's an unusual thing i know lots of people struggling with this but you and i have both separately Mm. had quite challenging years i had you know i had a friend commit suicide at the start of the year and then one of our own team died earlier in the year it's been a big thing and then i know you've had friends die and even a friend's daughter young daughter That's just right. recently yeah. and then another member of your family yes. close family member died last week and yeah. it's just been it's been really sad <laughs> um years for both of us in yes. some ways and i think this post what i'm just going to read some of the two of the quotes she says uh because her husband's undergoing chemo and the it looks positive but she says I used to dream about a future where I was rich and successful. These days I dream about a future where she names her family and I all go have a picnic in the park together. turns out that all that really matters to me is my family being healthy, happy and together. If we have that, then I'll feel like the richest person in the world. So I thought that was really nice. It's, as you said, sobering, but I think it's not that I want to say that's the little things, but I think it is good to just sometimes reflect on the little things. I'm not saying, oh, just chuck out all your goals and, you know, forget everything mm. else, but 
Just sometimes sit and appreciate the good things. Absolutely. And on to our final quote of the week. And this is from Michael Strahan. It says, the team that is the most focused and executes the best is the team that wins. That's usually the team that can handle the pressure of the situation. I thought this is very good. That's great. And what a great way to finish the episode. Yes. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can go to hubshots.com. If you would like to join our WhatsApp group, hubshots.com slash WhatsApp. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we'd love to answer your questions. If you've got website grader questions, let us know, and we're more than happy to help you out. And Craig, until episode 53, we shall see you next time. All right. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.